Hey everybody, welcome back. It's episode 324 of the Commander's Brew, and I'm back. Yes, welcome back to you. Andy. Yeah, hey, well, it was uh it was a an eventful absence. I Yes, you have a, there's another baby. I have two children. Yeah. After the magical absence, you, that's what happens. You leave a podcast, you come back and you have another there's a baby now. Yeah, that's how it, that's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, good to be back. Uh, <laughs> feels Great. Good. Um, it's still a very hectic household around here. Oh, There's no doubt. Still all kinds of stuff happening. Um, it's like it's just everything being poured into one thing here. It's like it's it's December, so it's Christmas. Uh, mm. We're moving fairly soon. We've mm -hmm. got two. We got a new baby. Harry's luckily going to daycare, which takes a little bit of time off. But also, that's a whole thing that, that you have to deal with. Also, getting prepared for that, getting ready for that, uh, going back to work. There's all kinds of. There's so much stuff happening. Yeah, it's uh, when it rains, it pours. Yes, that's for sure true. It really does. Yeah. Um, but what's been happening here with this show? Oh my goodness, what happened? Well, uh, we had Audric come on. I and saw. <laughs> Audric brought us a Simic deck. It must have uh, been that must have been pre-recorded because he yes, wasn't yes. a vampire. Right, right. Which we I know pre-recorded yeah. that. Uh Audric got turned into a vampire during Crimson Vow. Uh but yeah, no, this was a pre-record with old Audric. Mm, good. Uh would have loved to I mean to to be fair, I don't know if he was a vampire and was had an NDA going or something because oh, it hadn't yeah. been spoiled yet. So right. like maybe he signed the thing like he wasn't allowed to announce it or anything like that. <laughs> but he had the the fangs. You just can, you just maybe like really trying <laughs> yeah, to hide yeah, them yeah. from you. Um, yeah, <laughs> just a lot of that weird talking with a weird mouth. And I noticed you only had the one Audric on. I, I just interesting that the other Audric also couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah, what's reason. up with that? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know why. I don't you'd know. You think you get Very one, weird. you get all of them. You know. <clears throat> you you would think you'd think maybe this is the vampire one. I, does that give us a clue of which one became the vampire then? Oh, or perhaps. was the other one off becoming a vampire? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot that. Never mind. The vampire Audric is a whole other guy. <laughs> it's <laughs> right? not there's three Audric. Right. Now. <laughs> sorry. My bad. I, what am I thinking? It's that Audric doesn't become a vampire. There's just a new Audric now who's a vampire. Oh, that's right. There's right, right. Of three course. Guys, because three guys. by the canon, every time a new card comes out, a new Audric rolls in. Well, they can it all... doesn't erase the old one. No, Audric. exactly. No, no, no. The rules are different now. Like, the legendary rule doesn't work like that anymore. The way yeah. it is now is all those Audrics, they exist in the same place at the same time, no <laughs> yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. They interact. I mean, they, they, you know, they do everything. The vampire Audric interacts with the other Audrics in an unusual way. I thought, mm -hmm. you know, it's weird now. It's a new dynamic that the Audrics will have to get used to. Oh, totally. Sure. One of them has to sit in the back seat when they drive anywhere. Yeah, and that's a whole thing. Like, <laughs> oh my God, the shotgun becomes an issue. Shotgun. <laughs> in the carriage. You can't call it until you can see the car. You must be able to see the horse. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> I touched the car. I called it. <laughs> it's first to touch the car, not see it. No, we didn't discuss the rules. <laughs> that was not agreed upon. <laughs> I hate it back here. <laughs> no Can you room. turn up the air conditioning, please? I don't have any. <laughs> Is there a sunroof in this carriage? <laughs> Blimey, man. 
give the horse haste or something. Let's go a little faster. Ah. I've got I've got nowhere to keep my iced coffee back here. <laughs> you don't have cup holders in the back seats? How old is this carriage? <laughs> this carriage sucks. <laughs> Trade this in and lease a new one. Can I pick the music at least? <laughs> Pass me the aux cord. I'm going to... And it's like the OX cord. Like it's, been... <laughs> it's, just, it's just a string attached to an aux. <laughs> yeah, and the aux like... Yeah, it sings like, different it's... songs. When you pull on it weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <gasps> oh, no. Get back! Get back! <laughs> Shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ox cord's huge. It's, uh, yeah. uh, you know, you're in the back. You at least got to get the ox cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least. You got to give them something for we being used, in the back. When we, were, when we were in the days of calling shotgun and stuff, for some reason, back right became the next best seat. Oh, you would, you would call that as a consolation prize? So it's like prize? if someone called shotgun, just like, okay, back right. Like, back right. And then uh, why why would that be better than back left? <laughs> because for us, it was you could yell at people from the car easier. You oh <laughs> so like, yeah okay. If you wanted okay. to be funny and yell something out at someone <laughs> as you're driving, uh, yeah. but you know back right was the and then it became like we eventually stopped doing that like, even pretty early um, in high school. And then like I remember once being like back right, and then someone being like. You know, we only used to call back right so we could yell at people, and we don't do that anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> we retired yelling. Back right! I want to yell at them as I go by. <laughs> I'll throw okay, a Taco Vampire Bell sauce object. packet at them. <laughs> Taco Bell hot sauce, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what the... So we had we had Audric come in. Uh, we had uh, Garbage Andy come in. Right, um, and we've decided that you that makes you compost Andy or recycling Andy. You, you need to decide which one you're going to be. One's like they're both environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. One is significantly dirtier, but one is yep. significantly more expensive, and um, like partly a scam. <laughs> Right. So right. Like you hear those stories. Like if you put one dirty dar jar in your recycling, the whole thing turns into garbage. Yeah. I. Yeah. I know. I saw. We saw. I saw a thing on recycling. It was like wish cycling. Did you have you heard about that? No. Like the like products from Wish. No. 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 Uh, it's like you don't know if it's recyclable, but it's like a a kind of plastic, and you're just like, man, uh, I'll just put it in the recycling, and it's like I see. You're and wishing. It ruins the whole thing. And it can ruin the whole thing if they don't catch it. And it's like, okay, well, you're just ruining it. Like, it's just better yeah. to know what's recyclable and what's not. And then it's like, Sarah was like, oh, a huge wish cycler over here. And it's true. Like, I'll go into the recycling and there's like candy bar wrappers and like chip bags and stuff. And I'm like, this stuff's not recyclable. No, no. <laughs> like, what are you doing? She's like, uh, I don't know. I struggle with like how much oil. Like, I know like if. <laughs> oh, if no. A... Here we go. Uh -oh. You admitted you were a wish cycler. That's the thing. I never admitted to it, and now I'm a scared cycler. I'm scared I don't I don't do the right thing. <laughs> you fully admitted it, so take that. There you go. <laughs> what were you saying there, Sean? Um, I I struggle with. So I know that if you have like a cheese and oil soaked pizza box, mm -hmm. you're not to put that in the recycling. <laughs> but like, oh yeah, right. There's always like a dot. I know. Dots. A couple like, dots. Like, how many how many dots are okay? 
And like, if I got a mayonnaise jar, oh. you're telling me I gotta rinse that thing out all the way? What about a peanut butter jar? Here's what I do. Those with my don't peanut rinse butter out jars. easily. I, I I put a squirt of dish soap in there. Yeah. Fill it up to the top and close it for like a day. Like yeah. leave it overnight, and then if you like shake it up vigorously, it gets most of it out. But I'm oh, not right. going in there with a sponge. Yeah. No. I um. There's a stand-up comedian named Steve Dillon in Toronto, and he has one of my favorite jokes. And the the long and short of it is at the end, he's just like, look, I'm not washing my garbage. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I draw the line at washing garbage. Uh, and it's true. It's like, yo, right. I don't know, so, man. I just throw the peanut butter jars in the recycling and I guess they just get thrown in the garbage after that. Yeah. I don't, I don't have know. the time for that. I barely wash my own dishes. Podrick. <laughs> I stopped eating, so that's okay. I only eat blood now. <laughs> it's, it's saved me a bundle. What are you, what are you guys eating over there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this this guy gets to down a, a a pint of blood, and I'm over here eating a Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> I paid eight dollars for this. <laughs> Where'd you get your blood, Audrey? It's like, oh, I found a villager out back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drained it from an old dog. <laughs> gross, Audrey. Very gross. Very gross. <laughs> you could probably just ask the chicken companies. They give you some blood. The blood? Animal blood, if you want it. Yeah, if you go to where they. Uh, I, it's a discussion I don't want to get into, but like, what do they do with all the blood from those like butchery places and abattoirs? Like, Ooh. I don't even want to think about I'm it. I'm guessing it just sluices through the floor into some drain. You know what? <laughs> I don't know. The word sluice seems to come to mind. Yeah. Perfect word for the situation. Yeah. Can't fathom that you're allowed to just sluice blood wherever you want. No, <laughs> like, no, no. There's got to be laws about what you where you can sluice your blood. Oh, no. This all the only places anything sluices is, is in like a slaughterhouse of some kind. Yeah. Or, you know. Uh, some like what do you say an abattoir? What is an abattoir? Is that just like a? I think an abattoir is the slaughterhouse. I oh, think okay. that's where you. That's where I think it's another name for it. There's a, a magic card called abattoir ghoul. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I think we're meant to imagine that they might do people there too. Ah, uh, I get it. I get it. Well, that's a nice transition, really. Yeah, that's yeah. what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who else? Oh, we had Ryan from CCO Podcast. Yes, of course. Ryan came in. Our boys. Um, our boy Ryan. Our boy Ryan. F you, CCO. Ryan. F you all the way. Nuts to you, 100%. Um, um, and then we had Sean from An Alternative Dimension come in. <laughs> I, have, yeah. I didn't I didn't uh, hear about that one. So that's, yeah, yeah, for the set review. For I'll the check set that review. one out. Uh, yeah, yeah. The ending was a little ambiguous. So and, really? and it, it may have sounded that like the the I'm not going to go into it now. We already the episode has been released, but like you know, sure. coming from another dimension, the dimension Sean came from was not a good one um, run by aliens. Uh, only one day of free time a year. Wow. And at, at the end of the episode, it, it did sound like there was a little bit of a confusion of which Sean got sent back through the portal, both like that Sean wanted to stay, but it, that's simply not allowed. So one had to go back. Well, the fact that you're saying 
that Sean wanted to stay mm -hmm. indicates to me that the correct Sean is here. I agree. The correct Sean is here. <laughs> See, but now the way you said that <laughs> makes me think. Is something's going on? But I'm not there. even gonna try to like. I I realize we're just gonna get a loop here. There's nothing I can say There's, to like, yeah. like. We just all have to assume that I am the rightful Sean that belongs in this dimension. I'm very happy to leave it at that. The correct Sean is here. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I love it. Uh, yeah, and that catch that catches us up. That's okay. uh, that's 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 up. That's where we are. Crimson Vow came out. I suppose the the you might not have heard this if you've had a crazy time. They only just announced like hours ago that they're changing how arena works in like that like now historic. I don't know. I don't fully understand it, but there's a thing called alchemy where they're basically it's a living format where they're just going to keep changing cards as needed to keep the format balanced. So like cards get more power, mana cost changes. Um, oh really? The, you know they'll add abilities, take away abilities. Like more, so something more akin to like a Hearthstone. Yeah. Where the actual yeah. cards can change. Yeah. And yeah, we don't yeah. have to worry. You don't have to worry about their paper counterparts. Right. So essentially, right. I mean, it's a little bit of a cop out by them. It's it's just a they're basically building another little game inside of Arena, right? Like. I guess so. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's because they're not going to print those cards. Well, th paper. there will be standard cards, and then they'll just change them in alchemy like if the... they need to. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like how often does that happen? It doesn't. They yeah, probably won't need know. to do it too too often. Although, Oko, right? All that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that era yeah. of standard is quite messed up. We'll see. Sure. We'll see. I haven't really interacted with Magic much since. I mean since the, the last time you, I was on the show, busy. to be honest, yeah. like I haven't, uh, it's been so wild here, but, um, but I'm, but I'm looking to get back into talking about it today. I, I was out and I saw uh, like one of those stores that sells like all the Funko pops and like all the Avengers yeah. stuff. And they yeah. had a, they had a box of Crimson Vow and I was like, Hey, I'll, you know what? I'll, I, I bought Harry, like a little candy, a little toy thing. And I was like, I'll grab myself a pack of cards. I'll crack them open and see what I get, you know, old school. What'd you get? I didn't do it because it was ten dollars. What? The pack was nine ninety nine, and I'm like, are those packs ten dollars? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, forget it. You know, like I'll go to my actual card store and buy them for the yeah. Correct it's price. like buying a Toys R Us. Yeah, something. that's what it was. It was like, oh yo, you you guys just have like one box sent to you, and this is why you sell, sell them for this much. So, anyways, I haven't. I still have yet to crack anything in the past year probably i know um i know but well, uh maybe maybe that's gonna change soon we've got a fun deck put together let's get to it yeah you know let me jump in real quick and say thank you for listening thank you for all you're doing your grocery shopping your vacuuming doing the dishes driving hanging out at work Ooh, listening on the clock that is a huge boon for us thank you for that we really do appreciate it and thank you for anyone who decided to go over to patreon.com slash commandersbrew and donate there. That helps us out massively. Uh, liking and subscribing on YouTube helps. Giving us five-star reviews on your podcast app helps. If you're buying magic cards anyway, might as well go through that TCG player link in our show notes. We'll get a slice of that action. And if you're a Canadian listener, we do have the best deal for you. It's actual money off your singles from the Wizards Tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. 
We're proud Canadian podcasters and we're proud to be sponsored by one of Canada's premier card stores, The Wizard's Tower, wizardtower.com. And Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code BREWCRIMSON to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. And remember, at a vampire wedding, RSVP stands for Red Suits Vampire Pals. These are partners from the Crimson Vale Commander decks. You know how they've got Commander decks now from every every major release. Yes, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Uh, a little bit. We're, we're we're brewing around two partnered commanders. Let's read who they are. Camber the Plunderer, three and a black legendary creature, vampire rogue, uh, and partners with Loreen the Diversion. So Camber is a three four with lifelink for four three and a black. Legendary Vampire Rogue. Lifelink. When a creature dies, any creature, doesn't say non-token, doesn't say it has to be under your control, you gain one life and you create a blood token. And we know blood tokens are those little artifacts where we can pay one, tap it, discard a card, sacrifice the blood token, and then you draw a card. They're kind of like rummaging on a little artifact. They're meant to be in the family of clues, in the family of treasures. They're little trinkety artifacts that do stuff. Food, I guess, would be another one. Mm-hmm. And so who is Laureen? Laureen, the diversion, two and a red, legendary human rogue. Two rogues, a vampire and a human, partnered up. Uh, Laureen is a 3-3 with first strike. And Laureen says, two, sacrifice an artifact or a creature, goad target creature. You can see the the writing on the wall is Camber's meant to make a bunch of blood tokens. We can either use them or Loreen can sack them and goad creatures. Hopefully those creatures, as they're goaded, will get into combat. Something will die, which will create more blood tokens, and we can kind of keep that cycle going. I think that's the design idea behind it, and that seems like a pretty cool design pair. That's kind of like what's... That's a cool little thing going on in Rakdos. Of course, we're going to use that, but we're not going to exclusively use the blood just to like rummage, and we're not exclusively goading. And I'm going to be honest, like this leans, this deck leans much more heavily on Camber than it does Lorraine. I'll, I'll say this: I, I've just reading the names of these cards. First of all, I love the name Lorraine. Yeah, uh, it's just a great mix of two pretty normal names, Lauren yeah. and like I don't know Maureen or something. Yeah. Um, but you're calling so Lorraine's the diversion. And she goads stuff. So you'd think that Camber, the plunderer, would do something when he hits a player because they've been distracted uh-huh. and there's no one there. And he gets to come in and has an, has like an effect when he hits a player. That's totally what I would have guessed from their names. Uh, but that is absolutely not the case. I guess the plundering is the blood token thing that's happening. Maybe a bit of a flavor fail here on, on, yeah. uh, on Camber a little bit. But I do like the abilities and i i think as we've seen with clues and stuff blood's exciting i can't wait to get into it yeah so i mean there is going although that's not the heaviest part of the deck uh so we definitely want to have some monarch going around we like combat we want things to die let's get the monarch going uh court of ambition two black black for an enchantment when it enters the battlefield you become the monarch and at the beginning of your upkeep each player is going to each opponent is going to lose 3 life unless they discard a card or if you're the monarch they lose 6 life unless they discard two cards 
That's heavy duty, whether you're monarch or not. Yeah. That's a significant <laughs> ability. So uh, this card's perfect in the deck. And of course, Marchesa's degree, decree, three and a black for an enchantment. When it enters, you become the monarch. Whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, that creature's controller loses one life. We're also hinting at a sub-theme of this deck, which is making our opponents lose life one at a time. Sort of a thousand cuts kind of idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so between the goading, between the blood and all this stuff, that's kind of where we're starting. Um, yeah, uh, Andy, what's, who's up next? We, we, Marchesa's degree prevents those people from attacking us. It dissuades people. But if we're the monarch, we want to keep it. So we got stuff like this. Oh, this is just a true Commander's Brew classic. Stinkweed Imp. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, we were hot on this card right from the start of this podcast, and everyone else has caught up to us, and we all know how good this card is now. Stinkweed Imp, two and a black for the one-two flyer. Uh, uh, when it deals combat damage to a player, destroy that creature. Of course, it's that weird death touch thing. And it has dredge, so we can uh, dredge five with Stinkweed Imp, which is a very, he's like one of the strongest dredgers, as well as being a great blocker. Like, uh, he's got everything going for him. This is why we use this card all the time. And I want to give you some, con like, think about how Stinkweed Imp works in the context of blood tokens, right? Um, whenever we use a blood token, we discard a card and draw a card. That's our dredge right there. We can get Stinkweed back just by cracking a blood, or we can pitch Stinkweed Imp to crack a blood and then for, for future, something like that. I don't know. There's lots of discarding and drawing going on, so that just makes dredge more interesting. I love the the phrase crack of blood crack of blood i know you crack a clue crack a treasure crack, crack of blood, blood. Sounds weird. i imagine they're in like those glow stick oh tubes yeah, yeah that you gotta like you gotta crack bend <laughs> yeah they bend a bit them? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's inside them anyway that's for another podcast <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> blood man it says right on it but it <laughs> yes, glows it's true it's true um and then just a couple of extra cards, a couple more vegetables to set the scene here. Since we're doing a lot with discarding, with blood, we've got some madness spells. Andy, what are our, what are two highlighted madness spells here? Uh, Terminal Agony is one here. Two black, uh, red, sorcery, destroy target creature. And it's got madness for black and a red. So you, a lot of the times you're going to be able to pay um what is it the one for the blood token and then mm -hmm. discard this draw a card and kill something i mean that's a pretty great deal you're getting a it's a three mana uh uh kill Terminate. spell that also draws you a card like yeah we'll take it you know that's yeah. really good and then murderous compulsion is a similar card it's one in a black destroy target tapped creature but it's a sorcery however it does have madness for the same cost one in a black which is that's how you can get around the sorcery part of it. You can actually do the uh, do the discarding at instant speed, and then you can pay the madness cost to to do this faster. Yeah, these are noted. These are it's it's a noted flaw, right? Like the like these are worse than other cards that just instant speed destroy things. Like this has a yeah. restriction on it, if you will. But the fact that it's got madness, the fact that we're planning on discarding so many cards, I feel like that's a useful include. Plus, you know, when else are you gonna run madness cards? Yeah, so both of those, yeah, you're right. Both of those were sorcery. So, yeah, you can, the madness version is is preferable for 
every possible reason I know. Here. It's so tough because it like I was testing it out and it sucks when you have these cards in your hand, but you don't have a blood token. Mm. You're like, well, this is the worst. Um, so, you know, pros and cons, I suppose. I feel like we're going to get some other ways to to make these cards work here in this Oh, deck, yeah, perhaps. I think so. Uh, maybe we'll talk about some Hennethemes. Meat. We're all about blood tokens. We've got blood coming in, blood going out, so much. Using a blood token to rummage is nice, but as commander players, what are we addicted to? Value. We can't do anything normally. We have to get more for doing normal game actions. Oh, man, let me tell you something before you go on. This is sounding a lot like the old chicken factory. Blood coming in, <laughs> blood going out, addicted to value. I mean, if that's not yeah. a chicken factory, I don't know what is. Yeah, who are we? Who are, Lilydale? I was gonna say Lilydale for Lily some reason. Dale. Who's the one, American one? I was gonna say, is that one Americans would know? Uh, I don't know. Kroger is that a thing? That's a that's a brand. Uh, I don't think I know. Like I know. Factory, there's though. one that I know of. I know. Anyway, there is one for me too. I. It's like Dales or something. Yeah, Dave's. What? Dave's. Oh Greg's. yeah, dude. Dave's Chicken Factory. <laughs> that's the one that they all everyone <laughs> gets know. them from. I don't know. Hey, listen, you know, get at us on Twitter, in the comments on YouTube. What's your favorite Dave's Chicken Factory story? Tell us. <laughs> Everyone's got one. Let it lay it on us. <laughs> Dave's Chicken American Factory. I can't wait. Tyson. Tyson. Tyson Foods. I had to look it up. I used Google. <laughs> Where did Dave come from? It's a name. It's, in my mind, it it, it lives in the, it's a, just a regular name. I figured guy, a guy called Tyson. I, I thought maybe you knew a guy named Dave Tyson. Dave Tyson. I don't. I don't. Dave Tyson's Chicken Factory. Maybe that's how it started. Maybe yeah, maybe Tyson first. is Dave. Maybe it's Dave Tyson. Um, I'm not going to look up who founded Tyson Foods. <laughs> this, listen, this wild chicken factory speculation has no place on this. This is, That's for our other podcast. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> that's for our Chicken uh, no. Factory podcast. We want to talk about getting extra value from sack and blood tokens. And one way we're going to do that is with Mayhem Devil. One black red for a devil, 3-3. Three, three. And whenever a player sacrifices a permanent, Mayhem Devil deals one damage to any target. So we're going to do extra damage, right? Remember those thousand cuts. We can kill a one drop. Maybe for second two blood tokens, we can kill something with two toughness. But we're probably going to fire this off at players as well. Uh, like they're already losing one life here or there. We're happy to just make it hurt. Totally. This yeah. is one of the best ones that does this. I mean, absolutely. Like it's, it's whenever anyone sacrifices stuff. So, right. Uh, who else we got? Okay. Uh, next we have Brawlin, Sky Shark Rider. Brawlin? Brawlin. Uh, this is a legendary human, 3 3. This is one that partners with Shabraz, the Sky Shark. Which I believe is a blue card, so we're not yeah. partnering up in this uh, in this uh, deck. But uh, Brawlin says whenever you discard a card, put a plus one plus one counter on it, and it deals one damage to each opponent. And then pay a red and target Shark King's Trample until end of turn. Well, how do you do? Maybe I don't think that part's going to be relevant. We're probably not going to find a shark in Rakdos. No, 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 no. Zombie sharks, maybe. There's another ever so now we're sacking a blood, we're pinging something, we're doing one to each opponent, Brawlin's getting bigger. Um, we're also running Archfiend of Ifnir. This is an MVP of the deck. Three black black for its five four flying demon. And whenever you cycle or discard another card, mm -hmm. put a minus one minus one counter on each creature your opponents control. This is brutal. 
right? Like if he, you, you probably want to save up a little mana and like drop this when you're able to crack a couple bloods right away. Yeah. And just just decimate other people's boards. And guess what? That's probably going to give you a ton more blood while you do that because I bet you creatures are going to die if you can crack a couple blood tokens. Um, you just need one to start it and then you can just, if you have more mana, you can just keep going with it. I love this card in the deck. Yeah, the good thing, I mean, at five mana, it's not crazy expensive yeah. for such a big thing. So it's not unreasonable to think like, okay, you know, we could, you know, we've done a little bit of ramping. We, we've got eight mana and we could drop this and then crack three tokens and just like wipe the board of all their sort of small to medium things. That'd be huge. Yeah. And the fact that you can do that at instant speed too, right? Like they, the combat is just a, a nightmare for them at that point. Right, 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 right. Huge. Um, what do we have next? Uh, oh, this one. I mean, please. This is another classic. Another one that is near and dear. Marionette Master. Four black black for the one three human artificer. Fabricate three, which means you can put three plus plus one counters on her, or you can make three little servos. Uh, one ones. And she also says whenever an artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, target opponent loses life equal to Marionette Master's power. Um, I... I never seen this card without the counters on it because oh, yeah losing an artifact and then it dealing four damage as opposed to one is yeah. a pretty big and significant difference like you don't need to sacrifice too many blood tokens to just straight up kill people like right at this point in the game too right i mean she's six mana so she costs a lot but but you drop this and then you know there's some stuff you can sacrifice some artifacts you're gonna do some pretty serious damage it occurs to me just now, thinking about Marionette Master, uh, we've got a ton of tokens. We should have, I don't have it, but I, I'm going to put in Cranial Plating, where it makes a creature power creature's power bigger for the number of artifacts you have. Um, slap that on a Marionette Master, and then it's like, how many blood do you need to... Like, right? Like two? Two? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't need too many. No, no, no. Yeah, that's, no. A, that's an incredible combo with, with Marionette Master, no question. So we're talking about, we're doing a lot of sacrificing, right? But eventually it's just like, well, you know, you pitch a land, that's easy. But like, there's times where you're like, well, I don't want to pitch this card. This is an excellent card. This this card does not have madness. You end up not doing anything if you're just pitching all the cards you kind of want. So there comes a point where you have to, like, we've put a couple cards in the deck where, you know, they keep the gas running, for example. Oval Chase Daredevil, three and a black, human pilot, four, two. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you may return Oval Chase Daredevil from your graveyard to your hand. So now we can pitch Oval Chase Daredevil to blood. And yeah. whenever we make a new blood, Oval Chase comes back to our hand. We can do it again with that new blood we just made. And every new blood we make, we get we can... If, if we're ready to sack it right away, mm -hmm. we can just keep cycling over over chase daredevil. We never intend to cast this card. I love it when there's cards like this that um, it feels like, you know, the better version of this is that it goes straight to the battlefield or something, right? Like, right. Um, but in this deck, this is the version you want. You want this in your hand more than you want it on the battlefield. Cause that's where the, that's where the fuel comes in. Yeah. The fuel. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Uh, we got one more like this. Squee Goblin Nabob, tuna red for the legendary goblin, 1 1. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may return Squee from your graveyard to your hand. You just get him back at the beginning of your upkeep. Yeah. This is the one from 
This is the one. This is the old one, right? Yes, this is the old one. This yeah. is not the Dominaria really one. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, and uh, wow, that that really old one is nine dollars. But then, of course, this version is way cheaper. Gumball. Yeah. I mean, this is this one's like clockwork. You're gonna get it back every time, and uh, gives you what you need. Blood per turn. Yeah, we don't even have to make a blood to do it. I love it. Um, so there might be times where we've got a lot of blood tokens, right? I'm talking about sacking them as we get them, but there are definitely times where we're like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I've got a ton out there. Like I said, Archfiend of Ifnir, maybe, maybe someone wipes the board. You're like, there's, I've got so many blood tokens. I'm not going to go through them quick enough. We got some, we got you covered. We got you covered. <laughs> uh, Fathom Fleet Sword Jack is a three and a red for an orc pirate. It's a four, three. It also has Encore for five and a red, so I'll tell you about that in a sec. But the main ability is when Fathom Fleet Sword Jack attacks, it deals damage to the player or planeswalker it's attacking equal to the number of artifacts you control. And the Encore means if it's in your graveyard, you can exile it for six, and for each opponent, you make a token <coughs> copy that attacks that turn of Fable, and it has haste. So you're going to be able to get everyone with it, with its Encore ability, and... Encore, I, I, I'm going to spell it out just in case you haven't figured it out. We're happy to pitch this card with a blood. It's already in the graveyard. That's where it works uh, for another six mana. We'll just hit everyone for... It doesn't even have to connect. Just the, the mere attacking yeah, is like, well, everyone's taking like 10 from the blood. That's the big thing with this card is it doesn't need to actually hit. No. <laughs> it, uh, it's just the attack, which is wild. So yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Love Even it. if you hard cast it, like who cares if it dies? Who cares if it dies? I love it. It's very yeah. Rakdos. And we get to Encore it, right. Um, we also have Gear Per Aether Grid in here, two and a red for the enchantment that says tap two untapped artifacts you control, and then this deals one damage to target creature or player. The target creature part is, I mean, not to be underestimated, right? Like, Players are the the main thing to hit if we're in this type of deck too, but um, but every now and again you're just gonna be able to just ping off a few you know utility oh. creatures or you know to finish off a commander or something that blocked you know always good. Yeah, this is this is a great card to get rid of like a pesky mother of runes or something like that. Just like activate, give it protection from red. Okay, yep. activate again. You, you know you can't get around it. True. That's uh, a that's a. That's an excellent usage for this card, actually. Mother of yeah. Runes is always such a pain so to get annoying. rid of. Yeah. <laughs> Mother of Runes has one of the highest deltas between annoying for other people, but great for you. Oh, so good for you. You <laughs> gotta you gotta play Mother of Runes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Uh, a couple other cards I want to highlight in the deck, just some other like miscellaneous ones in the the vein of the thousand cuts kind of thing. Curse of Fool's Wisdom is a fun one. It's four black black for an aura curse that enchants a player, but it has madness for three and a black, which we will almost likely always cast for madness. Whenever enchanted player draws a card, they lose two life and you gain two life. Uh, we're probably going to target the blue player, the player who already wants to draw cards. If there's an enchantress player at the deck, uh, at the table oh yeah good luck you're gonna take like 20 damage from your next couple of turns <laughs> you can't play your enchantments really <laughs> no, you can't yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so i'm a big fan of this one um oh and this next one andy it, it comes it's came from one of the commander's decks it's very cool yeah cunning rhetoric it's two and a black <clears throat> for an enchantment it says whenever an opponent attacks you and or one or more planeswalkers you control exile the top card of that player's library 
You may play that card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. Incredible. Yeah, it's from Commander 2021. I see. Um, uh, I kind of like this better than like a regular propaganda. I do too. It just gives you more to play with, like quite literally. It gives you more cards <laughs> yeah. to play with, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not this. It's like I feel like people are when they need to be deterred by it, they will be. But when they're not, it's like it's it's you're happy to not deter them. Like you want them to attack you a little bit um, to get those cards. It feels like so. Yeah, I like it. I think I liked it when it came out too. I feel like I, for some reason, I did. I I might have used this in a deck or something. Can't remember. Excellent card. Only one. You don't get multiple per attacker. You get one card mm-hmm. when they attack you. Yes. But I mean, that's worth it. It just you draw. You drew their card. I love it. Yeah. Still very good. Well, yeah. There you go. There you go. So we're goading. We're we're creating blood tokens. We use them for all kinds of abilities. I mean, all these little like when they attack you abilities, all of our little death touchers, those are great when we get down to maybe heads up and goading means they have to attack you because there are no other opponents. Um, we're well suited to get through that part of the game as well. Um, yeah, the only real drawback is if you keep Camber off the table by like just removing it before there's a chance to make much blood deck 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 hurts if you can't make any blood <laughs> that's the truth are there any other are there other ways to make blood like in the deck like um i didn't i don't think so just, we're just leaning on our commander here big time yeah yeah it's tough because like i think i've got like some of those red draw spells that are discard and draw to mm-hmm. kind of like take advantage of that as well but like most you know, speaking from a commander perspective, most cards that make blood tokens don't like they aren't good. Yeah. Like the, they have it's either like, hey, it's a way over costed removal spell that also makes a blood. <laughs> yeah. I get or that some feeling when dumb... I saw the sets too. Yeah. Yeah. They always do it that way. Right. Like there's never that they can't make it too free and easy. So, uh, yeah, it's really mostly the commander. But we love free and easy. Oh yeah, that's all we want to do. Like we don't want to work hard for is stuff. The, is the best way to work. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Don't they know that about us? They know. Um. So yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 it's, I, it's not unlike very many commander decks out there where we're just, we've got an ability, we're building around it, and we're we're gonna try and keep our commander on the board as long as possible. Right. Uh. I had some help from the Discord putting this one together, uh, and I want to thank them. Thank you to Mattisman, Nickel Doodle, The Wizard Cops, Pips Don't Lie, Papadio, Chiefy, Slothbear55, Mr. Big Benz, and Knackle Booper. I, it just dawns on me now that Nickel Doodle and Knackle Booper are not the same person. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, I thought one of them, I thought they were kind of the same like one, like he just changed his name. I know. They changed I their like, name a little bit. I thought there was a name change. Then that was what happened there. But I guess not. And now, I, whenever I read the name Pips Don't Lie, I imagine Chips Don't Lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's also true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shall we do the budget report? Let's. Okay, so TCG mid. 99.40 just a hair under 100 bucks uh but you can do this on the low for 50 bucks i don't know who is buying a full commander deck 
ever. <laughs> like like yeah yeah. You have you Good have point. some of these cards. I I don't know I don't know. I wonder if this pricing them this way is is obsolete. Nonetheless, I, it's a good benchmark. I mean, I feel like there's some people who come close. Like I, I know I've come pretty close to just buying a complete commander deck before, but that was when it was like all new cards from a new set. So, you yeah, know what? You make not... a good point. Like I have also because we put a lot of decks together that are made up of a lot of commons, a lot of uncommons, a lot of <clears> cheap <throat> cards. We try to do it on the budget, but like. There are times when I'm like, oh, I want to copy this deck myself. And like, it's probably way easier to buy this common for eight cents rather than try to find a copy of it in my collection somewhere. So. And that's, and then that begs the question like, why do we keep the collection? Why? Why do I keep commons? Why do we keep commons and uncommons? I know I have boxes of them. Because we're hoping that one's going to be like, woo, it's a crazy uncommon that's now worth $10. And I've got four of them. Like, who, you know. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Um, the most expensive card in the deck. Uh, always a surprise. Yeheni Undying Partisan. Two and a black. Legendary Aether Varn Vampire. Two, two. Haste. And whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on Yeheni, And you can sack another creature to give Yeheni Indestructible to another turn. This is an excellent sacrifice outlet camber loves seeing it if we've got it like if if we're desperate for a blood we can just sack one of our other creatures and make a blood token that way uh kind of i mean i guess yeheni doesn't suck blood they like these kind of vampires get ether but anyway yeah i don't know the story fully with the ether born outside of the fact that they like don't have super long lifespans so yeah <laughs> an ether born vampire is a cool idea though almost 10 bucks <laughs> crazy crazy this was very much a budget card when it first when it was around for like, I mean, a long time it feels like it's 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 it doesn't surprise me it's perfect board wipe protection yeah sack of creatures gonna die anyway and the board wipe finishes and now you've got like a 15 15 or something That's why we all included it in so many decks over the years so many um next is goblin spy master two this is the one that's two in a red for the two one goblin rogue with first strike and at the beginning of each opponent's end step that player creates a 1-1 one, one red goblin creature token with creatures you control attack each combat if able. This card is $8.75 now. Yeah. Commander like, card. Like, are these cards that are just being printed in commander decks only expensive because that's the only place you can get them? I, I, I think I, so. I guess so, right? I mean, may, I, I truly wonder sometimes. Maybe we don't appreciate... When people say Commander is the most popular, the fastest growing format, perhaps we don't appreciate how big it is. Because, yeah, there's only like, I mean, I don't know the economy. I don't know how many decks they print. But like, this is an old Commander deck card. And there's only so many out there. And if if the population of Commander players has grown exponentially, everybody makes a dozen decks, right? Nobody makes two decks. So like, everyone wants a Goblin Spymaster. So like... like this card is fun and it's yeah. flavorful and it's cool. And I, I like it a, a lot and it's like good in probably a few different types of decks, but it's, it's still pretty narrow. Like it's not like it's, this goes in every red deck type thing. Um, so I remember when this was printed, like no one was talking about this card. This wasn't an exciting card at all. No. And the fact that it's almost $10 is like, they just got to, I mean, maybe they'll do it with commander legends too, where they'll just, print a lot of these types of cards again um, yeah maybe they'll do that 
because that that's what needs to happen i feel like right like because these these prices these these cards are getting like if you started playing commander now like you'd be like what i thought these i thought this was supposed to be the the format for you know where I don't have to spend. So I mean, that's wrong. I, whoever thought that is wrong. If you're yeah. trying, if you're, if you're playing Commander for to be the budget format, you're wrong. I suppose now. it's it's like if you like if you're the new player and you also know new players and you're all kind of getting into it at the same time. As long as everyone's equally new, it's yeah, going to be fine. That's true. But it's hard to incorporate a new player into a veteran group. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, one more pricey card I want to highlight here is Hellkite Tyrant. Uh, I don't know if this is perfect for the deck, but uh, it's a fun to think about. It's four red red for a dragon, six five, flying and trample. Whenever Hellkite Tyrant deals combat damage to a player, gain control of all artifacts that player controls. That's just super mean and awesome. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control 20 or more artifacts, you win the game. It's possible even without attacking. We could make enough blood and you know mana rocks other things like that to, to just win that way uh but that's a seven dollar card it says win the game it's a mythic yeah i think this one was even more expensive until it got reprinted in commander 2021 oh right? really yeah i think so okay good um, good but yeah this is a very fun card of course and this is a we built a whole deck around this card the old brea hellkite tyrant deck very mm-hmm. fun very fun deck yeah well that is the deck there it is there it is I like it. I like that you leaned a little more into the uh, theme that I thought these partners were going to have, which is the sneak attackers through to have, like, there's the section where you had the guy, the, the um, what's his name there? The uh, Fathom Fleet Sword uh, Jack, who when he hits, deals all kinds of damage to the um, to the opponent based on the number of artifacts you have. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that. I love that angle of it. And I, and I like, it's a kind of a, it's a it's a nice mix between the classic like red artifact decks like sacrificing artifacts type stuff with this like goad mechanic that although it's not the top thing of the deck it's something that we're going to use a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I haven't mentioned it, but I run like Carter, like some other goad cards just to make combat happen. Even thinking back to Brawlin, like that's a that card gets big enough and you've goaded them and they they don't have any blockers. Like Brawlin's going to be a, a, a big problem for them yeah yeah very cool deck yeah super fun thanks everybody for helping me brew it up uh yeah check it out on uh check it out check it out on the show notes let us know what you think goodbye